0: Section 53 of The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Qing in Singapore The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2, by Cao Xueqing Translated by Henry Bancroft Jolly Chapter 51, Part 2 the third watch had come and gone, when Bao Yu, in the midst of a dream, started calling Xiren. He uttered her name twice, but no one was about to answer him. And it was after he had stirred himself out of sleep that he eventually recalled to mind that Xiren was not at home, and he had a hearty fit of laughter to himself. Wen, however, had been roused out of her sleep, and she called Yu. Even I she said have been disturbed fast asleep though i was and lo she keeps a lookout by his very side and doesn't as yet know anything about his cries in every deed she's like a stiff corpse she twisted herself round and yawned he calls xin she smilingly rejoined so what's that to do with me what do you want proceeding she then inquired of him i want some tea pao y replied sheu hastily jumped out of bed with nothing on but a short waisted coat of red silk throw my pelisse over you pao cried for mind is cold sheu at these words pulled back her hands and taking the warm pelisse lined even up to the lapel with fur from the neck of the sable which pao Y had put on on getting up she threw it over her shoulders and went below and washed her hands in the basin then filling first a cup with tepid water, she brought a large cupsidor for Bao Yu to wash his mouth. Afterwards, she drew near the tea case, and, getting a cup, she first rinsed it with lukewarm water, and pouring half a cup of tea from the warm teapot, she handed it to Bao Yu. After he had done, she herself rinsed her mouth and swallowed half a cupful of tea. My dear girl," she Wen interposed, smiling. Do you give me also a sip? You put on more airs than ever, She laughed. My dear girl, she Wen added, tomorrow night you needn't budge. I'll wait on you the whole night long. What do you say to that? Hearing this, She had no help but to attend to her as well, while she watched her mouth and to pour a cup of tea and gave it to her to drink. Want you to go to sleep? Shirin laughed, but keep on chatting. I go out for a time. I'll be back soon. Are there any evil spirits waiting for you outside? wen smiled. It's sure to be bright moonlight out of doors, y observed. So go while we continue our chat. So speaking, he coughed twice. Shirin opened the back door, and raising the woollen portiere and looking out she saw what a beautiful moonlight there really was. Qingwen Wen allowed her just time enough to leave the room when she felt a wish to frighten her for the sake of fun. But such reliance did she have in her physique, which had so far proved better than that of others, that little worrying her mind about the cold, she did not even throw a cloak over her, but putting on a short jacket, she descended with gentle tread and light step from the warming frame and was making her way out to follow in her wake when hello cried Y warning her it's freezing it's no joke Xing merely responded with a wave of the hand and sallied out of the door to go in pursuit of her companion the brilliancy of the moon which met her eye was as limpid as water but suddenly came a slight gust of wind she felt it penetrate her very flesh and bore through her bones. So much so, that she could not help shouting all over. Little wonder is it, she argued within herself, if people say that one mustn't, when one's body is warm, expose oneself to the wind. This cold is really dreadful. She was at the same time just on the point of giving She Yue a start, when she heard Pao shout from inside, Qin has come out! qin promptly turned back and entered the room how could i ever frighten her to death she laughed it's just your way you're as great a coward as an old woman it isn't at all that you might do her harm by frightening her pao y smiled but in the first place it wouldn't be good for you to get frostbitten and in the second you would take her so much off her guard that she won't be able to prevent herself from uttering a shout. So, in the event of rousing any of the others outside of their sleep, they won't say that we're up to jokes, but maintain instead that, just as she not is gone, you two behave as if you'd come across ghosts or seen evil spirits. Come and tuck in the coverlets on this side. When Xin Wen heard what he wanted done, she came accordingly and tucked in the covers and, putting out her hands, she inserted them under them and set to work to warm the bedding. How cold your hand is, Bao Yu laughingly exclaimed. I told you to look out or you'd freeze. Noticing at the same time that Qin cheeks were as red as rouge, he rubbed them with his hands. But as they felt icy cold to his touch, Come at once under the cover and warm yourself, Bao Yu urged hardly however had he concluded these words than a sound of gudung reached their ears from the door and shu rushed in all in a tremor laughing the while i've had such a fright she smiled as she went on speaking goodness me i saw in the black shade at the back of the boulders on that hill someone squatting and it was about to scream when it turned out to be nothing else than that big golden pheasant As soon as it caught sight of a human being, it flew away. But it was only when it reached the moonlit place that I at last found out what it was. Had I been so heedless as to scream, I would have been the means of getting people out of their beds. Recounting her experiences, she washed her hands. Qin Wen, you said, has gone out, she proceeded laughing. But how is it? I never caught a glimpse of her. She must certainly have gone to frighten me. Isn't this she? Pao y inquired with a smile. Is she not here warming herself? Had I not been quick in shouting, she would verily have given you a fright. There was no need for me to go out and frighten her, She, wen laughingly observed. This hussy had frightened her own self. With these words, she ensconced herself again under her own coverlet. Did you forsooth go out? yeh remarked in this smart dress of a circus performer why of course she went out like this pao y smiled you wouldn't know for the life of you how to choose felicitous day yeh added there you go and stand about on a fruitless errand won't your skin get shaped from the frost?" saying this she again raised the copper cover from the brazier, and picking up the shovel she buried the live charcoal deep with ashes and taking two bits of incense of Cambodia fragrant wood she threw them over them she then recovered the brazier and repairing to the back of the screen she gave the lamp a thorough trimming to make it throw out more light after which she once more laid herself down as Xing wen had some time before felt cold and now began to get warm again She unexpectedly seized a couple of times. How about that, sighed Pao Yu. There you are. You've, after all, caught a chill. Early this morning, Julia smiled, she shouted that she wasn't feeling quite herself. Neither did she have the whole day a proper bowl of food. And now, not to speak of her taking so little care of herself, she's still bent upon playing larks upon people. But if she falls ill by and by, will let us suffer what she'll have brought upon herself. Is your head hot? Pao asked. It's nothing at all, Someone rejoined, after coughing twice. When did I get so delicate? But while she spoke, they heard the striking clock, suspended on the partition wall in the outer rooms, give two sounds of dung, dung, and the matron, on the night watch outside, say... Now, young girls, go to sleep. Tomorrow will be time enough for you to chat and laugh. Don't let's talk, Bao Yu then whispered, for mind will also induce them to start chattering. After this, they at last went to sleep. The next day, they got up at an early hour. Qin Wen's nose was indeed considerably stopped. Her voice was hoarse, and she felt no inclination to move. Be quick and don't make a fuss for your mistress my mother may come to know of it and bid you also shift to your house and nurse yourself your home might of course be all very nice but it is in fact somewhat cold so isn't it better here go and lie down in the inner rooms and i'll give orders to some one to send for the doctor to come quietly by the back door and have a look at you you'll then get all right again in spite of what you say, Xiong demurred, you must really say something about it to our senior lady, Mrs. Xia Zhu, otherwise the doctor will be coming unawares and people will begin to ask questions. And what answer could one give them? Bao Yu found what she said so full of reason that he called an old nurse. Go and deliver this message to your senior mistress, he enjoined her. Tell her that Xiong Wen got a slight chill yesterday that as it's nothing to speak of and is besides away there would be more than ever no one here to look after things were she to go home and attend to herself so let her send for a doctor to come quietly by the back entrance and see what's the matter with her but don't let her breathe a word about it to Wang, my mother the old nurse was away a considerable time on the errand on her return our senior mistress she reported has been told everything she says that if she gets all right after taking a couple of doses of medicine it will be well and good but that in the event of not recovering it would really be the right thing for her to go to her own home that the reason isn't healthy at present and that if the other girls caught her complaint it would be a small thing but that the good health of the young ladies is a vital matter Tsing Wen was lying in the winter apartment, coughing and coughing. When overhearing Liwan's answer, she lost control over her temper. Have I got such dreadful epidemic? She said that she fears that I shall bring it upon others. I'll clear off at once from this place. For mind you, don't get any headaches and hot heads during the course of your lives. While uttering her grievances, she was bent upon getting up immediately when Y hastened to smile and to press her down. Don't lose your temper, he advised her. This is a responsibility which falls upon her shoulders, so she is afraid lest Madame Wan might come to hear of it and call her to task. She only made a harmless remark. But you've always been prone to anger, and now, as a matter of course, your spleen is larger than ever. But in the middle of his advice to her, a servant came and told him that the daughter had arrived. Pao Yu accordingly crossed over to the off site and retired behind the bookcase, from whence he perceived two or three matrons, whose duty it was to keep watch at the back door, ushered the doctor in. The waiting maids, meanwhile, withdrew out of the way. Three or four old nurses dropped the deep red embroidered curtain, suspended in the winter apartment ch'in wen then simply stretched out her hand from among the foes of the curtain but the doctor noticed that two of the fingers of her hand the nails which measured fully two or three inches in length still bore marks of the pure red dye from the china balsam and forthwith he turned his head away an old nurse speedily fetched a towel and wiped them for her when the doctor set to work and felt her pulse for a while after which he rose and walked into the outer chamber. Your young lady's illness, he said to the old nurses, arises from external sources and internal obstructive influences caused by the unhealthiness of the season of late. Yet it's only a slight chill after all. Fortunately, the young lady has ever been moderate in her drinking and eating. The cold she has is nothing much. It's mainly because she has a weak constitution that she has unawares got a bit of a chill. But if she takes a couple of doses of medicine to dispel it with, she'll be quite right. So saying, he followed once more the matron out of the house. The one had, by this time, sent word to the various female domestics at the back entrance, as well as to the young maids in the different parts of the establishment to keep in retirement. All, therefore, that the doctor perceived as he went along was the scenery in the garden. But not a single girl did he see. Shortly, he made his exit out of the garden gate, and taking a seat in the duty lodge of the servant lads who looked after the garden entrance, he wrote a prescription. Sir, urged the old nurse, don't go yet. Our young master is fretful, and there may be, I fancy, something more to ask you wasn't the one i saw just now a young lady the doctor exclaimed with eagerness. but a young man eh yet the rooms were such as are occupied by ladies the curtains were besides let down how could the patient i saw have ever been a young man my dear sir laughed the old nurse it isn't strange that a servant girl said just now that a new doctor had been sent for on this occasion for you really know nothing about our family matters that room is said of our young master and that is a girl attached to the apartments but she's really a servant-maid however were those a young lady's rooms had a young lady fallen ill would you ever have penetrated inside with such ease with these words she took the prescription and wended her way into the garden when pao y came to peruse it he found above such medicines mentioned as sweet basil platycodon, carry seeds morsla dianthera and the like and below citrus fusca and cider as well he deserves to be hanged he deserves death pao y shouted here he treats girls in the very same way as he would as men how could this ever do no matter what internal obstruction there may be how could she ever stand citrus and cider who asked him to come bundle him off at once and send for another who knows what he's about whether he uses the right medicines or not the old nurse pleaded we are not in a position to know but we'll now tell a servant lad to go and ask Doctor wang round it is easy enough the only thing is that as this doctor wasn't sent for through the head manager's office, his fee must be paid to him. How much must one give him? Pao Yu inquired. Were we'll one to give him too little, it wouldn't look nice, a matron ventured. He should be given a tail. This would be quite the thing with such a household as ours. When Dr. Wang comes, Pao Yu asked how much is he given? Whenever Dr. Wang and Dr. Zhang come, a matron smilingly explained, No money is ever given them. At the four seasons of each year, however, presents are simply sent to them in a lump. This is a fixed annual custom, but this new doctor has come only this once, so he should be given a tail." After this explanation, Bao Y readily bade She to go and fetch the money. I can't make out where Sister Hua put it, She rejoined i've often seen her take money out of that lacquered press ornamented with designs made with shells pao yu added so come along with me and let's go and search as he spoke he and she came together into what was used as a storeroom by xi jen upon opening the shell-covered press they found the top shelf full of pens pieces of ink fans scented cakes various kinds of purses handkerchiefs and other like articles while on the lower shelf were piled several strings of cash but presently they pulled out the drawer when they saw in a small wicker basket several pieces of silver and a steel yard shu quickly snatched a piece of silver then raised on the steel yard which is the one tail mark she asked pao yu laughed it's amusing that you should appeal to me he said you really behave as if you had only just come. She Yu also laughed, and was about to go and make inquiries of someone else, when Bao Yu interfered. Choose a piece out of those big ones, and give it to him, and have done, he said. We don't go in for buying and selling, so what's the use of minding such trifles? She Yu, upon hearing this, dropped the ciliard and selected a piece, which she weighed in her hand this piece she smiled must i fancy be a tail but it would be better to let him have a little more don't let you give too little as those poor brats will have a laugh at our expense they won't say that we know nothing about the steel yard but that we're designedly mean a matron who stood at the threshold of the door smilingly chimed in this ingot she said weighs five tails even if you cut half of it off it will weigh a couple of tails, at least. But there are no sizes she is at hand. So, miss, put this piece aside and choose a smaller one. Shui had already closed the press and walked out. We'll go and fumble about again, she laughed. If there's a little more, well, you take it and finish. Be quick, Bao remarked, and tell Baming to go for another doctor. It will be all right the matron received the money and marched off to go and settle matters presently dr wang actually arrived at the invitation of pei first and foremost he felt the pulse and then gave the same diagnosis of the complaint as the other doctor did in the first instance the only difference being that there was in fact no citrus or cider or other similar drugs included in the prescription it contained however gold sarsaparilla roots dried orange peel pionia albiflora and other similar medicines but the quantities were on the other hand considerably smaller as compared with those of the drugs mentioned in the former prescription these are the medicines pao y ejaculated exultingly suitable for girls they should it's true be of a laxative nature but never over and above what's needful When I fell ill last year, I suffered from a chill, but I got such an obstruction in the viscera that I could neither take anything liquid or substantial. Yet, though he saw the state I was in, he said that I couldn't stand cedar, ground gypsum, citrus, and other such violent drugs. You and I resemble the newly opened wild begonia Yun sent me in autumn. And how could you resist medicines which are too much for me? are like the lofty aspen trees which grows in people's burial grounds to look at the branches and leaves are of luxuriant growth but they are hollow at the core do open aspen trees grow in waste burial grounds shu smiled is it likely pray that there are no fir and cypress trees what's more loathsome than any other is the aspen for though a lofty tree it only has a few leaves and it makes quite a confused noise with the slightest puff of wind if you therefore deliberately compare yourself to it you'll also be ranging yourself too much among the common herd i don't liken myself to fir or cypress pao y laughingly retorted even confucius says after the season waxes cold one finds that the fir and cypress are the last to lose their foliage which makes it evident that these two things are of high excellence thus it's those only who are devoid of every sense of shame who foolishly liken themselves to trees of their kind while engaged in this colloquy they perceived the old matron bringing the drugs so pao y bade her fetch the silver pot used for boiling medicines in and then he directed her to prepare the decoction on the brazier. the right thing would be suggested that you should let them go and get it ready in the tea-room for will it ever do to fill this room with the smell of medicines the smell of medicines pao rejoined is far nicer than that emitted by the whole lot of flowers fairies pick medicines and prepare medicines besides this eminent men and cultured scholars gather medicines and concoct medicines so that it constitutes a most excellent thing i was just thinking that there's everything and anything in these rooms and that the only thing that we lack is the smell of medicines but as luck would have it everything is now complete speaking he lost no time in giving orders to a servant to put the medicines on the fire next he advised shu to get ready a few presents and bid a nurse take them and go and look up Sirin, and extorted her not to give way to excessive grief and when he had settled everything that had to be seen to he repaired to the front to dowager lady chia's in madame wang's quarters and paid his respects and had his meal lady feng as it happened was just engaged in consulting with old lady chia and madame wang the days are now short as well as cold she argued so would it be advisable that my senior sister-in-law, Mrs. Chia should henceforward have her repasts in the garden along with the young ladies? When the weather gets milder, it won't at all matter if they have to run backward and forward. This is really a capital idea, Madame Wang smiled. It will be so convenient during windy and rainy weather. To inhale the chilly air after eating isn't good and to some quite empty and begin piling up a lot of things in a stomach full of cold air isn't quite safe it would be as well therefore to select two cooks from among the women who have anyhow to keep night duty in the large five-roomed house inside the garden back entrance and station them there for the special purpose of preparing the necessary vines for the girls fresh vegetables are subject to some rule of distribution so they can be issued to them from the general manager's office. Or they might possibly require money, or be in need of some things or other. And it will be all right if a few of those pheasants, deer and every kind of game be apportioned to them. I, too, was just thinking about this, Dowager Lady observed. The only thing I feared was that with the extra work that would again be thrown upon the cookhouse, they might have too much to do there'll be nothing much to do lady feng replied the same apportionment will continue as ever in here something may be added but in there something will be reduced should it even involve a little trouble it will be a small matter if the girls were exposed to the cold wind everyone else might stand it with impunity but how could cousin lin first and foremost above all others resist any of the kind in fact Brother Bao himself wouldn't be proof against it. What's more, none of the various young ladies can boast of a strong constitution. What rejoinder old Lady Chia made to Lady Feng at the close of the representations is not yet ascertained. so reader listen to the explanations you will find given in the next chapter End of section fifty three recording by Yuqing in Singapore.